we back, and we back. What's going on, good people? You know what that means. That means we are officially back. My name officially is Josh Rogers. I am Brian here. And we are your favorite neighborhood-friendly Casa Negros back with your favorite podcast, the Jigsaw Podcast, where we talk about all the things, but particularly we talk about the perils, the yeah. praises, the productivity, mm-hmm. and the pump and circumstance of being black millennials trying to figure this thing called life out. Brian! Yes. Como estas? El Grande <laughs> es siempre negro. <laughs> you say El Grande? <laughs> the big day. <laughs> A big day. A big day. A, a big day to be black. <laughs> a nigga got a Taco Bell menu. <laughs> a big the day to be black. Grande. Listen, oh, it's always a great day to be black, man. Always glad to be back. Um, I'm excited about life. How about I'm you? I'm glad to be in the land of the living. Hey, show. Somebody didn't wake up these last few weeks, but Hallelujah. my God, I'm still here. By the, and grace, this of by the grace of God. What did Dorinda say? <laughs> when I look that's, back over my life. That's what Dorinda Grace. Oh, woof, woof. Don't do and that. And I think, see all the things. Mm-hmm. He's brought me through. <laughs> yeah, what's been going on, bro? Man, life, man. We've been traveling crazy. Life, um, life. We, uh, I think, I don't know if I said on the podcast before, but uh, we had some issues in our kitchen. So we had to remodel our whole kitchen. So if you hear some crazy stuff in the background, that's that. Um, but so we heralds of home ownership, man. And you're you're it's, it's almost happening to you. So you you'll yeah. be in home ownership. Uh, <laughs> come on, soon and very soon. <laughs> I ain't going to be the king. <laughs> <laughs> now, but you should be straight. Though. Our house is old. Our house is built in '83, um, mm. and it was it's it's at that point now where it's time to like stuff is going to have to start getting replaced. Yeah. So. It's at that yeah. point. It's, the, mm. it's always the pros and cons about doing like the new bill versus, mm-hmm. you know, um, all move in homes, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. Um, because you may get those like people who didn't didn't do a lot of work to their houses and you move right. in and you inherit those problems. And even mm-hmm. new bills, like I've heard horror stories where, you know, the builders got lazy and sloppy and some stuff and mm-hmm. you two months in and <laughs> right. it's a leak in the ceiling. <laughs> right. They were just being lazy. Yeah. So. But I'm, yeah. we're praying for the best, and we are you praying. know, man of God, I, I know that kitchen is going to be beautiful. It is. I'm going to have a party <laughs> when when it's done. The Saints will be over. And I just realized, like, Lauren was like, "Hey, we ain't cooked out like all summer. Like we did like April. Yeah, but I ain't really did like I, we did the Fourth of July thingy, and yeah. that was. I've been gone though. I ain't <laughs> been here to cook out, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Like my line brothers and fire brothers have been like, like nigga, when are you home? I'm like, bro, like it's between personal stuff and like work stuff. <sighs> Niggas don't Alien be superstar. Yeah. Shout out to Beyonce. Shout out to Beyonce. I'm so excited to talk about. about I'm so excited to talk about Beyonce. You know, I lo- it was. It seems like. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to see what I've observed from you personally. It seems like your little boycott has ended. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> and we were. I, thought, I was going to say this for later, but. <laughs> It wasn't necessarily a boycott per se. It was, it was a right. of, well, I wish I, I was. I wish I was Andy Cohen from the Housewives. I could play back the clip. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like, let me let me just listen to it and see what the world is talking about. But it's a solid mm-hmm. piece of work. But again, we're gonna talk about it later. Yeah, and she but, blessed um, you. I know she did. But uh, it's a solid, solid, solid piece of work. Um, and we're gonna talk about it later. But uh, yeah. It was yeah. like the next day. I think it came out what Friday? When day did it come out? The twenty ninth or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to it like the next day. I was like, let me see what the world. Oh, I listened to it every night. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I started listening to it, I was like, 
this is gonna knock better in because I had a road trip the next day, mm-hmm. that Friday, like that Friday. Uh-huh. So I need to go to bed anyway. I said, but this is gonna knock in the car. So let me oh, let, yeah. let me stop. And mm-hmm. boy, every all five hours to Memphis. Woo, and I'll talk about that trip later too. But yeah, it was Oof. Yeah. Um yeah, I agree. So what happened? So shout out to Chancey, friend of the podcast, friend of real life. That I nigga mean, is the one that kind of had Thursday and Friday. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a late. I don't I don't go to sleep early, so I be up. I'm scroll, scrolling, uh, and I saw Chancey. He was just in in heaven. Midnight. <laughs> the nigga was just you know. Oh, my man, say box supposed to be delivered today. Oh, I was about to ask you about that. Yeah, later so, on so, so the, I've been jealous. Let's just talk. Let's the let's Renaissance. Talk, let's pause. Let's pause. Okay. And we'll get to that in the Renaissance. <laughs> let's 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 transition though to television. So okay. um have you been keeping up with P Valley? Oh, I'm I'm up to date on P Valley. So I have not up seen this last episode, but up until I've seen the eight, the first eight. And uh-huh. episodes one through three was like, okay, girl, speed it up. Right. It was good, but it was giving me very much final season of insecure. Like Ooh, okay. get to the point. Um mm-hmm. but around episode four or five. Oh yeah, that thing is, is that thing is, took off. <laughs> that thing is cracking right now. It took, it took off, and um, while I am not a part of the LGBTQ plus community, I really appreciate how they are um, expanding the uh, the range of Little Murder and really showing mm-hmm. like the complexity of you know being him, like being right. gay, but also being in this space where quote unquote he's not allowed to be that and like uh-huh. you see him being vulnerable. Like it's it they they really dealt with him. Uh because I didn't know where they was going when they was doing all that root magic stuff and they started mm-hmm. they started dealing with a lot of stuff in the beginning that was like, please don't go here. Um right. but as they've been continued to develop, they really showed the range of some of these characters. And I feel like this season is really about murder more than uh, anybody I was, else. I was gonna say that. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, murder um, but also, so yeah, it's really about murder. Murder is like the star of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's also a a season of like self, um, not reflection, because Mercedes is kind of going through some like self identity stuff. Um, uh, Mississippi is kind of dealing with some stuff that she's kind of coming to realization. But I love how when oh, shows, can I real quick? I ain't seen episode nine. Did something happen to that white man? In this previous episode, Mm-mm. Okay. Her, her white man, her white man. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm, no, no, I'm, ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready when they put him in the ground. I yeah, like, I am sick of. It. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm over. I'm over him because he deserved to be. Um, um, I'm sick of him. But uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting. Like, so people are it's exploration. Um, just topics. Um, mm-hmm. even with mm-hmm. current, I don't want to spoil it for folks, but even like, you know, what what episode are you on? I've watched eight. I haven't seen nine yet. Oh, so you just ain't seen the last one. Okay. I just ain't seen the most. So even one topics yet. like abortion, right? Like what that's like. Um mm-hmm. generational curses and of course COVID is a thing this season. And I feel like Pulse of the Calls, they have mm-hmm. done one of the best jobs of dealing with COVID. Yeah. Because it was like so real. Like mm-hmm. every, like you know what I'm saying? Like some of these episodes when they came back, like the first three or four episodes they had on Mads, and all of a sudden COVID wasn't a thing. Like they right. have really made like it's like reality because like co- like the pandemic is still here so people are still wearing masks still navigating what's right. real and because the show came out late right they are in a space where they were really navigating like all of the the measures and the the policies and everything and i feel i just feel like they did shout out to Katori, uh really good job inserting it in a way that made it feel like oh well, we're going to acknowledge it because it's here but 
forget COVID. Like they really it's yeah. ingrained in the show. Right. And it's and it's weird because it's like like no one like, you know, unless you go to a, unless you work in a strip club, like you didn't even think about, oh, I wonder how this is gonna affect strippers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like like I never thought like like the the diff because you gotta consider how you social distance and get in a lap dance. You know what I'm saying? And the sweat like, jumping up on you. Yeah. And <laughs> listen, and and they have to be close to make the money. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even think about how it could potentially have, have affected, you know, that business and like what if what did those uh dancers do during the height of COVID? Like, do they get jobs? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they have jobs, but do they get other jobs, like backup and jobs? We, we saw Roulette, what she ended up doing. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um so yeah man and then we and we went to a um um to a brunch at this one establishment not too long ago um and the waiters and waitresses you know we didn't notice anything different there were no masks or anything like that in the restaurant we went to um so you know it's just things are different things are different um other shows let me see what's going oh did you watch have you watched the new grownish junior is the season i have not watched this season so junior's a star okay yeah. Is, so so is Zoe there still, or so Zoe pops into the first episode. It's kind of like introducing Junior on campus, and then she. Goes, mm-hmm. So I don't know if she's going to not be in it at all. Mm-hmm. But the only two characters that really remain are um, Zoe's boyfriend. I forget his character's name, and then Dick. Uh-huh. Because so, I know the the uh, the the like he's a, he's in grad school now, but he's still like a grad advisor. I want to say something no, like no, that, no, like a resident advisor, tenure track professor. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. So that makes sense for him to be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Diggy, what grade is Diggy? Diggy is a year behind Zoe, right? So Diggy graduated. So Diggy's navigating corporate life. Oh, okay. Because you remember he graduated the year, but he graduated the year before the all of them because he was a sophomore Got when it. the show okay. first came out. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's it's decent. It's different, but it's decent. So um, all, new, all new characters though, really, pretty much at this point, and a whole. Similar storyline because Junior's nav- navigating in the same ways as Zoe, mm-hmm. but just imagine Junior as Junior. <laughs> um, so I really wish they would have made Junior go to a black college. I really wish they would have. I really wish you would have went back to Howard and Grownish. Like if you was gonna end it, you end it and follow Junior going yeah. to Howard and navigating yeah. HBCU life. Because that would have been you changed the whole character, like except for these two, you changed everything. And it would have been dope to see. Ooh, call us. Mm-hmm. It would have been dope to see Zoe's boyfriend because he got mad at the administration to get a job at Howard and go to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, like, you know what I'm saying? It could have worked. Could have been easy. It could have been easy transition. Easy transition. Easy transition. Easy transition. Um, and then you see, and, and again, like we don't, we don't see. Okay, so let's just go back. So we we know, we know, and I I don't know. This is not on topic or off topic. I don't know what it is, but we know that. Essentially, blackish and grownish is a direct uh, influence from the Cosby Show and the Cosby in a different world. Absolutely. So Zoe just went to a PWI instead of going to the black college. Mm-hmm. Junior could have given us the HBCU mainstream, mainstream HBCU. Right? Yep. Because we know All American, they have the little spinoff where the girl goes I to like, the HBCU. I like Homecoming. I haven't I haven't watched it yet, but I'm pretty it's sure it's actually solid. pretty decent. It's better than um, All American to me. I believe it. I believe it. Um, <laughs> it still got that like fake pseudo soap opera drama kind of trope, mm-hmm. but it's better. Yeah, I believe mainly it. because I, Spencer's not in it because I can't stand his character. But Spencer, <laughs> uh, Catherine Sable. Oh, uh, <laughs> but I feel like Junior. I feel like 
Kenya could have given us our 2022 a different world. For sure. World. Like a real and, version of a different world. Yeah, with a budget, like a solid, solid budget. Um, and right now, HBCUs are, uh, the, the, the conversation around them is yes. growing in popularity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could have given us this junior, this black kid, grew up in a white neighborhood, how he's transitioned to, you know, a, a, a predominantly black environment mm-hmm. um, where, you you know, navigating that different kind of, I didn't go to HBCU, Josh, you probably can talk to it to more, but yeah, sure. navigating all the different types of black folks. Right. But low key, that was Whitley. You know what I'm saying? Low so like, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> junior could have been, it could have been that like, he's trying to find his space in this space, being a, a black kid and way across that you could have, you could have just killed it because he's from California going to Washington, mm-hmm. DC, DC, a whole Don't they call different Washington chocolate city chocolate city yeah. and he he lived in sherman oaks one of the whitest cities in the the whole u.s mm-hmm. and you're you're probably used to you're used to being one of the few black kids now you go yep. into a place where there's oh, a slew of everybody black looks, yeah everybody looks like you your teachers in, in high school probably weren't black um your friends growing your up about to be black. <laughs> yeah. so and and as a person who grew up in a black household i thought i grew up around more black people than i did right because everybody i knew was black for the most part i have friends that were latino and stuff like that but i go to church everybody is black my house is everybody's black my family's black but when i stepped back and i went back to california i was like oh there weren't as many black people as i thought there were mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. junior would have had the same experience coming to dc when i came to atlanta i was like there's a lot of niggas here <laughs> you know what I'm saying and I didn't realize how many black people I did not I wasn't around so I think Junior would have had that great experience of that and then his idea of what blackness is from his dad will be now be different because it's like no this is what black is because there's black isn't just one thing it's a whole bunch of things and that could have been Junior's whole you know, I, I don't know. That, I just, think, but, but think about how radical like it was, been though, because Andre grew up in Compton and went to Howard. Mm-hmm. Versus, like you said, Junior's perspective of growing up in Sherman Oaks and Howard, like he would have been radically transformed. Like his black, he would have been peak black because it's like that. Oh my god, right? I've been missing all these things, mm-hmm. and here I am. And I also think even like I really think Diggy, like it could have. To your point, it could have been a seamless transition. After what is this boy's name? Zoe's boy, I can't remember. Zoe's boyfriend. Um, I don't know. Uh, I can't remember his character name. Is it Trey? I feel like he, look like he looks like a Trey. I don't know if it's Trey. Oh, I'm, I'm going to Google it. I can't remember I'm his character's it. name or his real name uh, right I'm now. I'm going to Google it. It's, it's escaping me. But he could have got the job at Howard. HBCU mm-hmm. recruited him, found out what was going on. They could have been like, come on over here. And right. then Diggy could have got a corporate job in D.C. And it could, so it could have been the same. Because because. Mm-hmm. Even though you ain't watched it yet, we literally see Diggy navigating the the perils of corporate life. So right. he's like living in his own apartment, just got a corporate job, and he'd be kicking it with old boy on campus when he had brothers. Uh-huh. So it's not like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like he's super tied to the university other than right. the fact that he's an alum. So if he would have got, just like y'all sent Zoe up there to New York, it could have been the same thing. Like Diggy's job, he took a job in D.C. Yeah. Um, and so I think all of that, and then those same characters that you brought on could have been those same mm-hmm. characters, those same obviously characters, because I think the only person who ain't black in this circle right now is this. Um, Junior has an I want to say Indian or Arabian, somebody from the Middle East, some mm-hmm. one of those ethnicities. It's his roommate, and it's interesting because she's a woman. 
Um, and I know they have mixed dorms. I know they did mixed rooms. I didn't know we was that mm-hmm. inclusive in college yet. But anyway, um, but but in HBCUs, we do have a few, you know, um, minor because we are a majority minority school. So we have some other minorities that are represented. Mm-hmm. So that still could have been a thing. Um, yeah. But anyway, character's cool. name is Aaron Jackson. Aaron, yeah, it is played by Play- Trevor Jackson. Yes. Okay. Now it's it's all in to hit me yeah. now. But yeah, so I feel like yeah. But anyway, it's good. Another show I want you to watch is okay. Everything's Trash. It also comes on. I think you're talking about this. Okay. Yes, it also comes on Freeform, but it's on Hulu. I think it's like five episodes right now. No, five or it's good, bro. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's based on this podcaster. I want to say she has a real podcast, Phoebe Hill. And okay. unlike the like the Reed's version of their television show is just a version, a television version of their podcast. This is like her life, so it's like an actual sitcom. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but I, I enjoy it. It's really, really good. Um, I did not know the Sweet Life season two had. I knew it was coming. I didn't know it had already come out. So neither. I started watching it the other day. So I'm thinking like, oh, let me watch one or two episodes, bro. That joint kept playing. I got through. I went through like four or five episodes. I was like, like thirty minutes, right? Yeah, but I was like, how did I miss five five weeks? <laughs> well, really four weeks because Issa been doing like the two two uh, mm-hmm. two episode premiere. Okay. Um, but like, how did I miss four or five weeks of this? So I, I'm True. officially caught up, and it comes back. Oh, and Rapsh came. I haven't out. watched it yet. And when I tell you, it is Carisha and JT. <laughs> it is so. Is it, good. is it good? It's good. Okay. So I've been seeing the streets have been talking. So I've been seeing commentary saying like. I think somebody, Chris put it in our group chat saying like it was um, just a bunch of random like buzzwords into a show. But then somebody mm-hmm. came back and said, no, this is how Miami women like, like y'all look at Carisha, like JT and Young Miami as like they're like, um, they just saying random stuff. It's like, no, that's just how women, black women in black culture, that's how we really talk in mm-hmm. Miami. And I think Issa's doing a really good job of like highlighting Miami culture. I enjoy right. it. And, it's, okay. and I'm not saying that because of Issa. Because right. I, I, we know how we critique that final season insecure. We I'm did. enjoying rap stuff. Um, okay, it ain't the be- it ain't it ain't better than insecure. It, uh, it is yeah. not. It's hard. Yeah, and it's not even the best show, like even black show that's out today. But it is a it is a solid. It's a solid piece of work. Okay, it's yeah. a solid piece of work. Yeah, because to me, I, I feel like I haven't you know heard the streets talking about it. I feel like when yeah. insecure came out, the streets was talking. I feel like because I, I feel I'm gonna tell you, and I I'll drop it after this. I feel like okay. the difference between the two mm-hmm. is that insecure, specifically for millennials, we we were able to see ourselves the same way our parents or people slightly older than us were able to see themselves in a different world, living single. Right, like okay. I think insecure gave us that, so we mm-hmm. had the buzz. If you're not from Miami, if you're not a fan of the city girls or women in rap and that kind of culture. I don't know that you would really be into the show. Got it. It's a niche show. Mm. It's good, but mm. it's a niche show. So if you're not into those type of th- and then again, it's a first season. So you gotta get through you the gotta builder. get through that slow burn. Yeah. Because even I went back and watched the first season Insecure. The first two episodes are good, but it's like, okay, like you don't really get to the meat of Issa and Lawrence and all yeah. them until like further into the season. Almost um, at the end of the season. Like Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's really season two where Insecure gets like good, good, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so check it it's out. Super. I think it's like four or five episodes out. Um, okay. They're 30 minutes. So you, sh- you okay. could, if you wanted to, you probably can knock it out in a day. Um, right. But I like it, bro. I, yeah. I like it. 
And you can tell this base. You can tell they took the City Girl story, but it's not their life because one of the characters is not Young Miami or JT. She's way too conservative. But you, <laughs> but you see her trend. So I'm gonna give you this much. You see her transition from like the MC Light Queen Latifah type rap because she's all about consciousness to mm-hmm. being very Meg the style. Like this was gonna make me some oh. money. Let's make this. Let's money. Do it. <laughs> Let's make this money. <laughs> but, she, but she still. But it's, but I say Meg the style because she got she got bars. Okay. It's just her content shifts to you know more sex positive, get this money type rap. So, Got it. And so and I think we already, th- we already talked about girl, but the other girl is a city girl. <laughs> it's a city, city girl. girl. It's a city girl. <laughs> yes, odd couple. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I, I remember you said a couple of weeks ago that you don't think JT and Young Miami. You think they're friends, but not they don't hang out all the time. Right. We see that with these two. Okay. So that could, you you might have been on to something, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe it. I believe that they're friends, but they don't like they hang they're out. They're not like the circles. best of friends. Yeah, yeah. They come nah. together to make this music, to tour, and they going on back to their yeah. separate corners. They love each other, but they not like let's go on these let's go on these trips together, girl. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just that. The trips um, on last, the tour. <laughs> last thing about TV, I'm gonna bring up um, the shy. Okay, um, oh, it's man. it's time. It is time. Uh, uh, Time to cut it or time to is they they've come back in a good way. No, no, it's it's time to cut it. It's this. Okay. The, I think this is the last season. Because I watched the first God. two episodes when they dropped, uh-huh. and I actually pitched a story to Buzzfeed and told them never mind because <laughs> because <laughs> I'm like I couldn't get I couldn't get through it. Yeah, it's the continuity is still an issue. I'm gonna go back um, and finish this season and catch up, but yeah, I'm, I ain't I'm in no rush. on it. I'm caught up on. I think there's eight episodes. I think I've watched eight so far. Oh, I've, okay. I've watched the eight episodes that are available, or nine. Might be nine episodes. So I think hopefully yeah. we're almost done. Like because it's, it's um, I'm trying yeah. to remember where I stopped. What happened in episode two or three? I feel like Iman's character, mm-hmm. like old girl, was about to move in with was moving in with him. I think there's where around the time I stopped. Yeah, whatever, whoever M his wife name is. What's her what's his wife's name? Oh, his wife's name. She was is... moving in with the drug dude. Yeah. Because okay, remember so he picked his child up from the daycare. That's yep, yep. that's that's what that's what I remember last, that okay. episode somewhere around there. Yeah. So that, that's still gonna remain. Like okay, so And then his that, then what's we calling them mama was going through therapy. Like I remember that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, they start their first therapy session. Um old boy had come back, the ex mayor. Yep. I remember, like when he first came back, though, I remember that kind of stuff happening. Yeah, so it appears that they're trying to tie up the loose ends, but there's so many. She did such a bad job between seasons one and two that you left so much. <laughs> they were just scrambling. They were just scrambling. So I'm, I think I'm ready for it to be over. Um, but I want to see the end. I want to. But you know what's so be. sad, and we've said this before: season one was so good, so good. And it had so much potential. It's it's almost it was a faster burn of like Scandal. So mm-hmm. Scandal had like three or four amazing seasons. And something happened when Columbus Short left that show. Yeah. And it just I felt like we could have dealt with Olivia and Fitz's relationship, even though we mm-hmm. all got tired of it. If we the did. focus remained on fixing other people's problems, yeah, they but when they, you start going to that deep three six thirteen, and even though I love Papa Pope, me too, but My it was so the much craziness around like her getting kidnapped and like so much stuff that was just way out of way. It was just like stick to the politician scandals and 
and the and the strength of and the strength of the character. Like she got hella weak. Like yes, season three or four. It was like no, you're this. Like granted, you want to let us know that 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 you know even strong boss boss women have you know challenges and struggles and yeah, sure. dealing with the pressure of being this boss woman everybody looks on to save their life and sometimes my personal life can be a mess i understand that show us show us that but she just got so i so between like weak. so weak and then it was like it's a jake and it was just uh, it was like girl like come on like be yeah be the strong black woman we know you are like come on like and go- i feel like that same even though two different stories and two different situations that same kind of Except for the shot did a deep, a deep, it was like a roller coaster. We went to the top mm. and season two, that joint just launched down yeah. and never and came the, back up. And then the season, <laughs> the, the girl gets kidnapped and that, that was a whole weird season. <sighs> weird season. <laughs> oh, but that's it. So the shy, um, I think, I think you're behind, but hopefully we can, you know, I don't think we're going to do a whole I'll episode up, about I'll it. I'll catch up this week. I'll catch up this yeah. week. I'll yeah, I don't think we'll us. do an episode, but I think we, it'll be good to have conversation because looking at, um. Uh, yeah, you. We'll talk about it offline after you catch up. Okay. All right. So, song yeah. of the week. We're here. All right. Song of the week. Um, and let's get to it. Um, it's only right if you're looking at the the, the title of the episode. Yes. You probably know what we're going to be talking about. Okay. Uh-huh. So this is going to be within theme. Um, and let's kind of deal uh-huh. with that. Let's do it that real quickly. All right. Let me, let me cue it up here. Cue it up. All right. Here it goes. I'm black, bitch. I'm black and a black. I'm dark brown, dark skin, light skin, beige, fluorescent, fluorescent beige, beige, bitch. I'm black. Dark skin, light skin, beige, fluorescent beige, bitch. I'm black. Been down, been up, been broke. I'm probably one of the blackest motherfuckers walking around here on this motherfucking place. I'm probably one of the blackest motherfuckers in this county. Black like that. song on the album but that jump it resonated with me cozy definitely you know that whole under you know t.s madison about how black they are you know i love black people and i love black stuff uh so it that really blessed me and shout out to t.s madison uh, so two things real quick that made me think of going back to television for one quick second we ain't gotta linger there uh college here celebrity edition was actually pretty decent i didn't watch okay it's on BET Plus only, so if you ain't got BET oh, Plus. Yeah. But <laughs> Ray J got on my nerve, but the star, the two stars, Lenithia Nini Leaks and Big Frida. <laughs> oh, cool. you know, Frida. You already Frida. know. She blessed <laughs> Girl, me so down. much. And she was the valedictorian of their little class. She, like, took college really seriously. Like, she really went in there. So they did get a certificate. They got a certificate okay. inter- interdisciplinary studies. They did eight weeks. And they did a different class every week with African-American studies being all eight weeks. 
Okay. They, so they had two classes a week, African American studies, and then a diff, they rotate a different class every week where they had like a test and a like they like and then if do you care to watch it or no? Um, I may watch it at some point. Um, well, I'm saying, you like, give you a spoiler real quick if you don't care. You can spoil. I'm, I'm fine. They Ray J didn't graduate. They did not let, and they did not care. They he got he got he went to the review board for plagiarism. He got two <gasps> Bs in classes. Like, but I, but everybody was like, oh, they gonna let you make it up. I'm like, not at, not at the HBCUs that I know. We don't play <laughs> that. And right. they told him, bro, you gotta you gotta apply and come back. Like, and they was like, we disappointing you. And and the professor was like, she was giving it to him. She went, he went, he went, he was trying to make every excuse. My auntie died, blah, 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 blah. It was like, that's fine. But then your auntie died, you went home for the funeral. But then it came out on TMZ that you was at President Trump's house with that Black. Hello. Like, Adam and, then, and then on top of that, you weren't communicating. Like, Freedom and them had to tell them what was going on with you. Mm-hmm. So it was so, anyway, I say that. Yeah. And secondly, this just lets me know, and even though this is an offline conversation, I'm gonna say it out loud. Brian, we gotta start putting more audio and stuff up. So if Giselle knows wants to take some of our clips and sample it for her music. <laughs> Please do. Then we outside if, if the Coles, if the nose carter camp contact us, we signed the we ain't even asked no question. We signed in the NDA. Put Listen. us on the album. Put us on. <laughs> if they act, if they put on there's a great day to be black, put us on the album. <laughs> Listen, sign all rights and privileges. Beyonce got two more acts coming out. We are, we let you know we are available. If you need some black man sounds, we are here. If you want to use Listen. our thing, we talked about uh, the COVID vaccine, the eating butt, you can you can have mm-hmm. it. I'll yeah. see the audio right now. Talking about, you know, ways to have sex if you, you know, if your yeah. vagina's whack, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All that Pick stuff. It. We'll put it. If you want the, if you want the um the curious tales of Puny Peen Peter, you want that list of letter, we'll put Listen. we'll put it all out there. Everything I'm you want. You, anything you, you want. Can, you can have it. <laughs> you can, you have, can it. have it. So I was like, ooh, I said, Beyonce just heard buying the clips and stuff. Listen, listen. Let me just start saying stuff on Instagram. So, so, so. <laughs> Y'all put some put put our pod put our podcast in in our comments. Listen, put it in the comments. Listen. She might not ever read them, but put it in the comments anyway. Listen, do it. Somebody, somebody look at it. Well, put it in, put it in Mama Lawson. Put Mama, it in Tina's uh, comments. Tina, Tina read all the things. She be on social media. I believe she wrote her own social media for real. <laughs> I, oh, between Tina Lawson and uh and uh, Dion Warwick, <laughs> it's it's way too much. It's way too much auntie vibes for them not to do it. Listen themselves. Yeah, they run their own. They run their oh, own social media. And I'm anyway, here for it. With that being said, understood and accepted. Let's get into um, the Blessed Report and all the things. Let's, let's, this is, Brad, you ready to talk about some black experts? I'm ready. And, all right, let's do it. Yeah. All right, we are here at the Blessed Report. We shout out black folks doing great black things, and we really shout out black businesses. So if you know somebody who is in business for themselves, right, black folks, right, we want to shout them out. Let us know. Send us a DM or something like that. We will uh, take the time. We believe in the product and the person, right? We will you know, give some some uh, shouts out, right, uh, or bless up. So bless up to <clears throat> Debonair Events by Jazz, Jasmine Bullock. Need your event plan? Reach out to Debonair Events by Jazz. Jasmine Bullock has been in the hospitality and service industry for years and served and serves and has served as your planning coordinator for any hotel chain you can pretty much think of. She's been in business uh, planning their events, but she also has her own firm 
where she does consultation and also helps with your planning. Although she is based in Austin, Texas, she provides services and consultations all over these United States and even for any destination event. So if you have a destination wedding or party or event, she has the ability to do that for you. So please check her out at our IG, right? At Debonair Events by Jazz. That's Debonair Events by Jazz, right? Um, so support a black woman who has kids. Right, so that makes it even more right, and she does she does great work. So check her out. Um, <laughs> what a black woman who got kids! I love that. <laughs> Listen, black woman got kids. You know, it, it makes sense, right? It makes sense. Uh, also, want to give a quick shout out to a, a friend of the podcast, friend in real life, right? Um, ex, um I'm not gonna say Xavier because that's you know that's just tacky. Xavier Larkin, right? Recently graduated from Texas State University with an MA in Communication Studies, concentration of political communication. So he listened to the podcast. I saw he, that he had graduated. So definitely, he's a Morehouse man. He's a Morehouse man. Um, I met him years ago. We'll talk about it offline. Okay, bless up. <laughs> so bless up to him. So if you know, some, if you listen to the podcast and you had a, a, a nice accomplishment in life, let us know. Or if I see it, I'll, I'll bless you up. Black people doing great black things. Uh, bless up. So be <laughs> so bless up. <laughs> so bless up to Debonair Events by Jazz, uh, and also bless up to, to Xavier. Right. Um, uh, you know, mine is a terrible thing to waste. So we gonna yeah. say Xavier though, because we black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fluorescent beige. <laughs> okay, a- Xavier. 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 If you your mama put the X there, I'm gonna say the X. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier. Ah, uh, no. the worst. All right. So it's been a while since we've been gone, right? So there, unfortunately, some folks it's have been too long. And I lost without, without you. you. I feel like that was appropriate. It was appropriate. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. One sweet day. Um, My God, that was a good song. Wondering it? if you're the same and who's been with you is mm-hmm. your heart still mine. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have a couple rest ups. Mm-hmm. Um, as Josh would say, God did not what? Oh, God did not stay the hand of death. He did not. Uh, um, yeah, 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 we yeah, have yeah. some <laughs> legends. Ooh. Who have gone on to glory? Uh, first one is, is Mary Alice Smith, better known as Mary Alice. Can For we those... pause real quick to talk about how that <laughs> is a black? Do you hear me? Black. And the funny thing is, <laughs> so the, the name Mary in itself is not a black name, and neither is Alice by itself. <laughs> by itself, but you put it together and add that Smith on the end. <laughs> Mary Alice Smith. Colored. So go by Mary Alice, professional name. Yes. Uh, As an American television, film, and stage actress, those of you who who know the podcast and know black culture, you know her from or know her as Letitia Letty Bostick on the sitcom A Different World. Y'all know her Mm -hmm. from there. Y'all probably also know her from Effie Williams in the 1976 musical drama Sparkle. Okay. Uh, and won an Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress for her recurring role on the series I'll Fly Away. Um, can you give us a little piece of um, a Hezekiah Walker, I'll Fly Away? <laughs> da, 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 uh, is it? Is I will be free. There it goes. Okay. No, you know, you know, historic moment. That was my first solo in church. <clears throat> really? <laughs> yes. Because I was like 14, so I had a, I could hit them notes. Give me a second. I'll <laughs> fly away. I've got a home in the sky. Gonna tell this work about. You see, I'm gonna fly away. 
Yeah. We're gonna be caught up together. Num, num, Live with num, Jesus num, num, Christ forever. You see, I'm gonna fly away. I will be free. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Free. One day. Hey, hey, I will be free. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Free. One day, but oh, no, no, don't help me, choir. I've got a hole in the sky. In the sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, when I have my film, I want y'all to bump. <laughs> don't be singing all that slow stuff. Bump. You leave total praise where it is. Bump. <laughs> Matter of fact, that's what you say. That's what you say back to eating. Because I'm going to glory. <laughs> Sit on top of the world. I'm going to exact. I'm going to be in heaven on top of the world. That's what you say back to Eden. That's that's revelation. We just figured it out. Back to Eden is a film song. Look at God. Go get your life right. Let's go back to Eden. Go back to Eden. Live on top of the world. That's heaven. Heaven. That's the closest Hello. thing to Eden. It's heaven. Hello. Hello. Oh my God. Uh. So, um, Alice performed on stage. Got a Tony Award. Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. was in 1987's production of August Wilson's Fences. So she, all through black culture, Sparkle, The Different World, Fences, just black. Mary Alice. Um, Nichelle Nichols, that's a black name, Nichelle. And mind, mm-hmm. she was born in 1932. So Nichelle in 1932, uh, Nichelle Nichols was an actress. <laughs> Listen. It's so. <laughs> now her mama was peak black to think of Nichelle. Nichelle. In 1932. Nichelle. You were born in 1932. Right. Nichelle. <laughs> now, I know some Nichelles, like, but I, so that to me, and my, I'm thinking like, the older Nichelle, Nichelle is, I know probably about 40. <laughs> <laughs> Nichelle Nichols was an American actress, singer, and best and dancer, best known for her portrayal as Neota Yura. In mm-hmm. Star Trek and its film sequels, right? So it was mm-hmm. basically ground, groundbreaking for an African American actress to be on television at any point, right, during that time. But for her to have a prominent role, especially in something like Star Trek, uh, was was crazy. And also from 1977 until 2015, for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, Nichols volunteered her time to promote NASA's programs and to recruit diverse astronauts, including women and ethnic minorities. So she was breaking barriers on television um as a, a black star in star trek but also doing things for our community to kind of give some people uh into nasa so you got to consider nasa started bringing a whole lot of black folks after um the 70s so um that's a big deal big deal um almost done here william felton russell better known as bill bill russell yeah. all right bill russell an american professional basketball player who played as center for the Boston Celtics of the NBA from 1956 to 1969. He was a five-time NBA Most Valuable Player, 12-time NBA All-Star. He was the centerpiece that won 11, 11 NBA championships. In his 13 – I'm going to say this again. He won 11 championships in his 13-year career. Mm. The man only didn't win a championship two years. And y'all talk about LeBron James going to the finals 11 times. This man – only, only played lost, 13 years. Only played 13 years. In one of the years, he was a coach. He was a player coach. <laughs> My God. So, so that's something. So Russell, so Bill Russell and Henry Richard of the NHL are tied for the most uh, championships by, won by any athlete uh, in North American sports. Uh, Bill Russell was considered one of the greatest of all times. 
And not only was he great in the NBA, he also was great in college, where he won two consecutive championships from 1956, 1955, uh, and 56. Won a gold medal in 1956. Um, he was not only was he a great athlete, but he was unafraid to speak out against you know racial injustice and while playing in the most racist, well, one of the most racist cities in the U.S. Mm-hmm. in Boston. Um, he definitely is, stood up for the LeBron just recently called him out for still being racist. Right. Oh, yeah. Boston is a racist place. I've been to Boston plenty of times. You can just <clears throat> feel um, the word nigga being said in, in, in that place. Um, um, so he stood up for liberation of black people. He was one of the first NBA players to visit Africa back in 1959. But it only makes sense that Bill Russell did all of these great things. Why? Because he is a member of the greatest fraternity in the world, Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. He was initiated at Gamma Alpha Chapter while at University of San Francisco. So he's a chapter in this month. He's gone. He's he's there, but he's no longer with us. Uh, so shouts out to our brother, brother um, Bill Russell. So shouts out to that. Uh, a man of achievement, a man of character, a man of all those great things. And we have one final rest up and i wanted to save it for you i'm gonna throw it to you joshua because you had a major major rest up uh while we were away so i want to let you speak about uh the great pastor patrick michael rogers senior so i'm throwing it over to you yeah so recently um i lost what i would consider one of my heroes patrick michael rogers senior was born march 17 1954 hence his name patrick because he was born on saint patrick's day that is also peak black that is so black (laughs) so black (laughs) They were not Irish. They were a very black family. <laughs> a so very black. black family, but he was born on St. Patrick's Day. And his mother, <clears throat> here's another one, Virgil Rogers, named him. <laughs> Virgil. Yeah. Okay. Named him Patrick because of that. Um, so the man who I know to be my pastor, I know I've been, you know, I've sat under other pastors in my adulthood, but I joined Rock of Ages when I was a prime little seven years old. We mm-hmm. left the Baptist church due to a cheating scandal. My mama oh, said, oh I God, can't sit oh up God. under this Baptist church. <laughs> and we, we went over to, so my mom initially had plans to join her childhood church, Monumental Baptist Church, under the late mm-hmm. great Reverend Dr. Billy Cowles, friend of MLK. Um, but her best friend, her childhood best friend, invited her to Rock of Ages and um, Kojic Church, small Kojic Church in Memphis. And uh, my mom said it was because of me and my sisters that she really joined because she saw the connection that we have with the other youth. So Mm -hmm. um, we joined the church. My mama got got saved, deeply involved in the church. (laughs) And the Mm -hmm. rest is history. And um, bro, I found out that the weekend of his funeral, that I was the only person that he ever considered a spiritual son. Um, wow. So I knew that I had the title. I just didn't know that I was exclusive. Um, mm. So that one hit a little That's bit a differently. Um, everything I know about Christ, everything I know about faith and theology came from Pastor Rogers. He was a very traditional <laughs> um, mm-hmm. preacher and theologian, but a walking Bible. I mean, we literally, bro, quote scripture, verse, text. Um, stop get commas where they were there. Like the way we had to learn like information mm-hmm. for Kappa is the way he knows Genesis to Revelation. We're new wow. generations to Revelations. Um, and when you ask him why you preach salvation so much, he said, "Cause folks still ain't saved." So I ain't, <laughs> ain't preaching about That's that. It. Today, today, today gets, That's it. Um, I mean, but just a man, a real pastor's heart. I mean, talking about giving families turkeys and hams every Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, giving us like every youth. Christmas gifts and not like the little random five dollar toys. I'm talking about like Christmas gifts. Wow. Um, he would like December's he would do every Sunday was a holiday celebration. So I'm talking about full fledged fish fries after church, not for sale. Um, mm-hmm. barbecues that he would barbecue 
Wow. After church, and you know, and wow. prep it and bring it to the church. I mean, just laid, just laid it out. He actually catered my going away party to Morehouse. He, wow. he he came to the house, busted out the grill, and had the ribs and stuff going. Um, mm. was invested in who I was and my family, and would often tell my mom to have another child just like me because he wanted he wanted another Josh at the church. <laughs> uh, he's the one who paid for my piano lessons. Um, wow. Like, Pastor Rogers was more than just my pastor. He was like mm-hmm. an unofficial godfather um, wow. and a great loss to the church, great loss to the ministry, great loss personally. Bro, that joint hit me very, mm-hmm. very differently. Um, so I honor who he is. I honor the legacy of who he is. And um so glad that I was able to be back with my my church family and celebrate him for an entire week. He had two funerals. And, um, bro, we went up. Both times. I believe it. Um, I believe and, it. And they, they made the mistake of giving me time to say a few words oh. on Friday night, Reverend. Oh, God. You know, and I had to pull it down my preaching chops in a while. <laughs> but the Lord <laughs> the Lord gave me a little something <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to say to the people, man. And it was um it was dope. It was dope. And I remember the last time that I was with him uh, was with my mom's vow renewal, their anniversary mm-hmm. celebration. I went to church. And he was mad that I didn't preach because he had already brought somebody to a church anniversary. But he asked me to get mm. on them keys. And I was mm-hmm. like, I do not feel like getting them keys. I'm rusty. But, you know, I went over there and we played. A, and, bro, we had a full praise break. He got on their mic and shaded the other musicians and was like, Josh is the best. Josh one of the best musicians we ever had. He, better, he was like, he told my mama after. He said, I know I should be saying he better than both of them jokers we got. They got a keyboardist and a, and a organ. He said he better than both oh, of them. He better oh, than both of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was just always all love with him. And as we got older, yeah, we had some differences in theology because, again, you know, he was traditional. But we would have conversations. It was never disrespectful. He he mm. heard my point of view. I heard his. And it was just always all love. I mean, from age of seven um, wow. to today, he is still my pastor. Uh, and right. he's the only man that I would give the title like true spiritual mm-hmm. father unless i right. meet somebody who so impresses me <laughs> uh, i don't know that anybody could ever you know men- mentors and you know people uh, another pastor because i sit under somebody but no one's ever taken that 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 place that level of accountability um mm-hmm. teaching me how to keep your name clean and like mm-hmm. all the things like it was so i could go down the list of all the things that he imparted um that as i think over my life i hold very true mm-hmm. to to this day mm-hmm. so um, great law, so rest up to him and um yes. prayer still up for the for the family yeah. and the church, man. Right. So how did you and how did you process the loss? Oh, um, so I found out in the airport. So I oh. broke down getting off a flight. It was me and Jack. Wow. And <laughs> I probably scared a few white people because I had hollered in the airport. I was messed up. Um mm. so it was a lot of crying, um mm-hmm. reflecting on memories, listening to old songs that the choir used to sing, because he was also really loved music. Um, talking to my family and friends about it and mm-hmm. reminiscing. Like, it was really one of those things, like, you know, when the black folk get together, we just share the memory. So that's how I dealt with it. I found, I really found my strength going home for that funeral. Um, because I was able to really be like his Friday was less of a funeral, more of a memorial. So it was mm-hmm. a lot of us like just sharing really fond memories, um, uh-huh. of him and who he was. And then, and, shout, and I know we don't shout out funeral homes, but shout out to um, NJ Ford because that man looked like himself. You know, some, some, you know, such I'm just like, it's, it is, ain't it such a black moment? It's so black. Ain't it black? We, 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 we be the ones who be like, how they look, how the body look. Hey, look, they, they look, look like themselves. They look like, but you know, sometimes they be having people with too much makeup on and yeah. he looked like, he looked simply like he was asleep. 
so so all of that just kind of made it and it made mm-hmm. it also unreal too because there are times where I, I think about randomly or think about it but like that man is really gone like he's mm-hmm. like he's not here um mm-hmm. and he wasn't that old you know what i'm saying like maybe 18 years my my parents senior so mm-hmm. he wasn't really old so you know late 60s yeah so but yeah, man. So big, big, big loss. I'm still processing it, but I am a lot yeah, yeah. better than I was about a month ago. So yeah, I yeah, man. I get it. I get it. Yep. Um, shout out to that. Um, also, shout out to those who reached out to you mm-hmm. um, during that time frame. That yeah. time frame. <laughs> I had a lot of people reach out personally and you know wish me um, their condolences and well wishes, and even some of the guests we've had on the podcast. Shout out to Green Time mm-hmm. Gifts and Jacqueline. Like they all reached out and was praying and stuff. So like. Thanks right. for the love from the puzzle pieces. I, I appreciate that right. for real. For that's, real. that's wonderful. That's wonderful. We have community in times of need. Yeah. Uh, and even people that they they didn't know him know you. So definitely to reach out to you doing that is is extremely important. And not to say anything insensitive, right? Doing those yes. moments. That's one of the ones folks be saying all kinds yes. of stupid stuff. And niggas kept it to they kept they was like praying for you, bro. Like they, you know, I don't need you to now a few <laughs> people did say, Was well, that your father or your grandfather? I'm like, Neither. <laughs> um, but, but I get it. We share the same last name. So I wasn't right, offended right. because, you know, mm-hmm. I've never, you know, I just posted it and I didn't describe who he was in some of my, well, in my Instagram post, I didn't describe right. who he was directly. I just asked people to pray for me. Um, so, mm-hmm. but I, I did get a little annoyed a few times. Like, my dad is very much still here. Uh, my <laughs> grandfather has been gone since I was nine. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, yeah, shout out to y'all. And I appreciate the puzzle pieces. Yeah, we appreciate sure. it. All right. So with that being said, you know, again, uh, bless up to Debonair Events. Bless up to or rest up to Mary Alice Smith, mm-hmm. Michelle Nichols, Bill Russell, and the great late uh right Reverend Pastor, Doctor, all the things. Was it superintendent? Yes. Superintendent. All right, so superintendent, uh gotta give me all make sure all his his all his titles, right? Superintendent Patrick Michael Rogers Sr. So rest up to everyone. We do love you. We appreciate you all, trailblazers in our community. Uh, we only hope to be um, and to leave a mark uh, as some of these great people have. We had a strong, strong, strong rest up. Uh, and it's great mm-hmm. how black people have um, been there for us uh, all these years. So, um, Billboard. We'll go to the Billboard or how are we doing this one? Because it's, it's been a while, but, you know, we do know something major happened. And that was Beyonce. So, how do we want to rock this Billboard? Let's just let's just go. Let's do the one um Let's, let's shout out our friend brother. So let's shout out. Okay. Um, welcome to the Billboard. We are back. Um, Michael E. Langley <laughs> makes history uh, after Nunes vote, uh, U.S. Senate vote. I'm sorry. He is now the first black four star Marine general, making him the first black man to achieve the great honor in the 246, probably very racist history of the Marines. But that's the yeah. there. there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, what? The first in yeah. 246 years? In 246 years. Is Jesus. that a good thing or a bad thing? That is a terrible thing for you to be the first <laughs> That's what I'm saying. in like, nearly 250 years. My God. Can we stop um, here for a second? Yes. Can we stop here for a second? <laughs> and that is a plight of black people. Like, it's the fact of we have to say there's a first, and then we can't even really celebrate the fact that it's a first because we look at the history of it, like 246 years, and this is the first time this has happened. It'd be different if it was the first time, like, I don't know. Uh, you know, a, 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 yeah, a 30 year company. <laughs> But 250 <laughs> years and ain't now nigga been qualified yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. <God. laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you good. I'm sorry. <laughs> irritated as it's coming out of my mouth. 
Jesus the entire Christ. Um, but Jesus. we should be. What's most important that he is our brother. We don't know him personally. He's our yeah, brother. He is. he is a um, spring 1982 initiate um, of Kappa Alpha through the University of Texas um, at Arlington chapter, the Iota Alpha chapter of Kappa Alpha mm-hmm. Incorporated. So shout out to our brother Yo to all the newts in the Marines and all the veteran newts, but particularly um, brother Langley. Now, um, I, we, we were trying to get to the queen. So real quickly, Let's talk about the other one who calls herself the Queen, Nicki Minaj. Before we get to the Queen of Rap, mm-hmm. let's get to the King of R&B, Chris Brown. Released the, the King. Breezy, um, the current King of R&B. He gave us 24 songs initially, and then he did what he always does to us, Brian. He released at the look side. And now it's like always. 50 limb songs. <laughs> but I will say, Breezy is a freaking body of work. From, it is. Um, to the it wheels is. fall off, all the way to iffy. That's I'm, I'm speaking to the original track, because I ain't got through the whole deluxe album yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of them joints, to me, I ain't skip one. I ain't uh, skip it's, one. It's solid. You it's can just, solid. You can just press play. Press it's play. And, and I'm so kind of upset that it's, it didn't get the like commercial notoriety that because it came out at a good. It came out after Drake's house album and it came out before Beyonce's album, so it wasn't a lot of competition. So it had time to rock. I just don't know why it didn't. Maybe he gave us so many singles because he gave us Iffy, he gave us Warm Embrace. And I feel like he gave us one. Oh, call call me when you can. The the Afro Beast joint. He gave us three. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe like it was there wasn't a lot of anticipation because and maybe niggas was tired of like a fifty album, fifty song album. So we didn't know what to expect. But mm-hmm. I will say, Breezy is a solid body of work. Yep. And if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, I'm ready to go, and I still believe that him and Usher will be a great versus, and Usher will not win that by a landslide, like some of you people will say. I'm going to do this on the show. I'm calling out Kev and that chick Angel, and I'm ready to go on a podcast and debate you all on the reasons mm. why Usher will not win by a landslide. So put this on the Instagram, and let's have do that it. conversation. Right. Landslide, <laughs> landslide is, is a bit Landslide much. is a bit much, Kev and Angel. And we love y'all over here, but landslide is a bit much. Um, so moving on to other music, the queen of rap, Nikki is on her way back. Allegedly she's pregnant. Um, and she just did the OVO fest, the, um, the mm-hmm. young money reunion with her and Lil Wayne yeah. and, and Drake up in Canada. I heard those tickets like $2,000 a pop. So shout out to all y'all who was able to afford that in the middle of a pandemic Listen. with vaccines and monkeypox. We got a, we got, we, <laughs> we got, we got a respiratory disease and monkeypox. Like I my God. A monkey before my life. I blame if, the I get monkey, if I get monkey pox and I never pet a monkey in my life, I'll be mad. I blame the alphas. It's y'all. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's the end of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> That's why <laughs> monkey pox is here. Um, but no, Nikki has a new song coming out called Super Freaky Girl, where she sampled Rick, uh, Rick James Super Freak. And um, from, the, uh, from, the, from the clip she's shown, it sounds hot. So if you listen to this podcast, when it drops, it drops. The song drops tomorrow. So you know I will be listening to it. Um, and very excited to see how the people respond to it out in the streets. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that the song is necessarily speaking to me, but I will be enjoying the song. In addition to that, we recently found out that Nikki Mirage, uh, Minaj, government known as Onika Mirage, will be receiving the 2022 uh, MTV Video Vanguard Award. Now, mm-hmm. I have some thoughts. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, I mean, she has great videos, uh, but Vanguard. <laughs> but, but I get it though because when, after you've done Michael after you've done Missy I think they've done a few other people who've had some really great videos even some whites 
who do really good on the video side. Mm-hmm. They did. He gave J Lo that one. That's a yeah. Award. Like why? Yeah. And didn't Britney get it before? Because Britney Spears has decent. I videos. think. Yeah, Britney got. It. I think. Yeah. Buster Rhymes needs to get one. Yeah. Because, so yeah, especially but, yeah. So and I feel like Janet should get it. Janet probably has it. I think. I think Janet might. might Janet. Have yeah. So, but I feel yeah. like after some of those people, it does get kind of because the VMA is all about videos, and videos have actually really changed since yeah, the videos height. and videos no more. Yeah. Like you go to YouTube Vivo and you watch it, and it's kind of like cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you don't see it no more. Um, but ain't no more 106 apart, ain't no more TRL, ain't no, no. nothing that really amplified music videos. Yes. Um, but anyway, she's getting now. Nikki has some solid videos, and like her stuff she did with Lil Baby, she tried to do the whole movie, you know, mini thing, you know, and it was, <laughs> it was like Nikki's not a bad actress. I enjoy her in Barbershop, um, and some of the, and some of the voiceover work she that she's done. So, like, I can see her leaning more into that. Uh, so I'm not mad at it. It's just like I don't know that she has like the Michael Jackson, you know, Missy Elliott. Mm. You know, she's in great company. I must just say it that, <laughs> that way. <laughs> but that leads us to mm-hmm. why we're really here, and that is the oh, return yeah. of Beyonce. Renaissance yes. dropped on July 29th, and she gave us a 16 song, 16 track album in Renaissance Act One. She told us also when she dropped it, there'll be two more acts. Um, so to Brian's, I'm, I'm gonna put this out here, Brian. We're mm-hmm. hoping that yes. three is a DC three album, or at least I'm, quite a few yes. DC three features, so that yes. we can get nostalgia. I think act two and three, it, one's gonna be Destiny's Child, and I think and the other one's gonna be one another Jay Z. Maybe we heard Jay Z. Yep, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking it'll be Beyonce he solo. He wasn't nowhere near on. He wasn't nowhere near on Act One. Mm-mm. And the girls. I don't know they're making music, right? And the thing is, they have they have a formula. It's she puts out an album, then they put out the the collaborative collab joint, and then they go on tour together and make <laughs> all that money. Because mm-hmm. they, they said they did the Lemonade joint, and then they did the Carter's album, and then they did four four. He oh, did four, 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 on, on the run, four for four, yeah. So then the on the and run they tour, did the Carters, and then so they had like three albums. <laughs> yeah, so they made it. They made four, the remember, music. Four, four was a response to Lemonade, and then yeah. the Carters was we good, <laughs> we good now, y'all. We, we and yeah. then we on the run. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what on the run was before or after, but but what I'm saying is they have a formula of Beyonce bringing an album, Jay's bringing an album. They do a collab joint, and then they go on tour and take everybody's money. Yep. And she it said these albums were made during the pandemic. So these were already made. I feel like Drake got some inside information, is which is why he dropped the house album because he knew what was mm-hmm. coming down the pipeline. I'm sure. And he I'm dropped sure. it as a surprise. He was like, I'm not competing with Renaissance if I do this. <laughs> and if this is the sound Beyonce is putting out, I need to put out a sound too. Um, oh, yeah. But initial yeah, thoughts so. of Renaissance now that you've off your boycott. Uh, it's a solid piece of work. It is. Man. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say. It's, it's still like, ain't her best. Four is still, it's still her like best. Four. Four it's still ain't like four. Four is still It's not even close to four. <laughs> but it is a solid album. Like, so, the, so I, who does it rank okay. now? If it's not four, where is it? I don't know. Okay, so it has so it has different vibes for me. Okay. To me, I feel like she did her good singing on this album, but it She's wasn't sang. like a vocal album. It she sang on this album. But she did remind the girls that I am a vocalist on this album. Yeah, <laughs> and it's weird because there's there's no, in my opinion, there's no like ballads. You know what I'm saying? This really off the sofa. It's really like, let me like I say this. To me, it's vibes. Mm-hmm. It's a song of vibes, uh, an album of vibes. But she's singing her face off on all these songs, mm-hmm. like giving us good runs. You know, just everything. So I want to say. My initial thoughts is she she came to sing. 
she reminded people that she can actually sing. Um, she also just puts out good music. Like she knows how to get in the booth and mm-hmm. just put out music. Um, and I'm gonna say this: she doesn't miss. Yeah, she doesn't miss. She didn't. She don't have the. Like I say, music soldier has to have the best run in the history of music, right? Not in history, but you know. But she didn't. She hasn't missed. Like no album was like, oh, this is this is terrible. Um, and it's it is definitely you can press press play, and just let it let it do what it does. Mm-hmm. So that's my initial thoughts. Okay. What about you? Some of the same. So I would actually say my ranking so far is still four, then self titled. Renaissance may be number three for me. Cause I oh, like B Day, I like B Day, I like Dangerously in Love, but Rena- but to me the vibes of Renaissance and this very mature vocal Beyonce is something mm-hmm. really different, and okay. I can appreciate the vibes of this for me over B Day. Okay. B Day is still I think one of her classics, but if I, it this has moved up, okay to me. Lemon, you know, Lemonade I think was her artsy fartsy. Kind of, you know, whatever. Yeah, that didn't. And it just—I mean, it's a good I, album, but it's not one of her best. Um, but speaking yeah. on Renaissance, it's a solid body of work from top to bottom. A lot of samples, but okay. I think because of the type of vibe she was giving us, house music, and really, it's a house album. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I I just feel like it was it was necessary. I'm gonna say it that mm-hmm. way. But it wasn't so sample to where it's not a Beyonce song. Um, so, because even like with the Clark sisters thing, like the sample is the sample, but it's not, it ain't Holy wheel. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of just in the background. And even with the, the Khalees milkshake thing that you have to listen real hard to even barely hear. We'll talk about that later. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's very (laughs) small. And then she like, on some of the songs, she sampled three or four different songs. So like, it's, it's nobody, it's no, like no one person gets, it's not like city girls when they did like the. What's the song they got with Usher? Like that is a complete oh, sample. Yeah. And did you do? Did you know that Beyonce has put out five remixes to Break My Soul? No, she has a whole EP of remixes <laughs> that she's released. Now, do with them what you will. That's all I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, I said like one has Madonna on it or something like that. It's less Madonna and more so than like she took Madonna's Vogue. And made that okay. the remix, and like some of Madonna vocals are on there. She wasn't in the booth with Madonna. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but I agree with you. A solid body of work, top to bottom. It definitely vibes. Uh, my only critique, it is not really a mm-hmm. real critique. I wish it would have came out earlier in the summer because this would have been a brunch. I mean, it, and it's probably killing brunches today. But imagine how it would have mm-hmm. just written the entire summer. Right, it would have been the entire summer soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, did you to a point? Did we even have a summer soundtrack this year? Not really. Not even like a solid summer song. I think, I, when break, once... I think when "Break My Soul" came out, it had a chokehold on the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was like early July, right? When it when it dropped, yeah. yeah so, like, it, we ain't have no boot up this year. Ella May, Ella May. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't even talk about Ella May, but Ella May destroyed <laughs> the summer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We was all wanting to be booed up. Listen. Buda. <laughs> uh yeah. Um, yeah. So. So anyway, um, we okay. t- we're talking about samples. Mm-hmm. Let's just go there. Let's do so it. So she did an interpolation, I think that's the word, right? Of, right. of milkshake. Ba, ba, 
And it's literally, bro, at the end of energy, the last 20 seconds. And it's like the la 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 la, but it's not even the direct la la la. Like she changes it up, and Khalees went on this whole rant mm-hmm. because Beyonce didn't call her. Well, first of all, you know, well let me let me give this one caveat. Let me give this one caveat. Mm-hmm. As a creative, mm-hmm. I get Khalees's anger. I'm gonna say it that way because even because like right now, y'all know I write for these different platforms. So legally, Afro mm-hmm. Tech and all them can do what they want to do with my work. Right. However, if somebody came and did something without letting me know, I'd be like, "Oh, well, that's interesting." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, but I wouldn't have like I wouldn't be asking to take it down because at the end of the day, if you go find it, you gonna like it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna benefit me ultimately mm-hmm. in the long run. Like yeah. the way me and you joked about putting like vocal content out there for Beyonce to sample. Like if they came and grabbed our stuff at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I feel like Beyonce would send us an NDA because you have to do because it's our content. Right. However, I wouldn't be mad at that at all because you know once they figure out that's our voice, you know how many people to come listen to this show. Right. Like <laughs> the like the it, and it's not it's one of those situations where the exposure is worth more than the money because she could be like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna give y'all a thousand dollars or or whatever." Like yes. the exposure of it all is worth more than what she would give us. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Like. And and like, if you don't own your stuff anyway, you wouldn't get no money off milkshake anyway. Mm-hmm. You and your milkshake was in your own backyard. Listen, mind, <laughs> mind your own business. <laughs> so, like, yeah. like I said, for, as a, as a creative, I get it, but I think the way she blew it up was just. And yeah, I'm sorry. You're gonna, you're no, no, no I'm just saying say. she should have been more upset with Pharrell. Yeah, and I and I know she went off on Pharrell and stuff like that, and said that he's a snake and he's snaking me out of my music and all that kind of stuff. So that's between you and Pharrell. Um, I think sometimes it's the way you do things, the way you voice your displeasure. Yep, is is mean something, right? Um, I, I think I may have said this before. I think when you deal with Beyonce, mm-hmm. one you got to understand that she always going to have home field advantage. Oh, for sure. Oh, especially if you're going on social. This media. is her world. We just live in it. Listen, so she's always going to have home field advantage, especially when you go to social media to talk about Beyonce. That's mm-hmm. just one. Yes. Um, I could see if, 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 if she just said, hey, y'all, um, I may or may not have listened to the song. Right. Mm-hmm. I think she said it kind of after the track list dropped and all the kind of stuff and they gave the credits and stuff like that. So she probably said, oh, I'm on here. They're using my stuff without my, you know, whatever. Or she may have heard it. Who knows? Um, but I don't think she's heard it because I don't think she had heard it because for you to complain about that little small snippet was a bit much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I could I could see what she said, Hey guys, hey fans, uh, I am aware that Beyonce did use my, you know, my um well, milkshake song or what have you. And listen, I'm all for uh, innovation and creativity. Um, and, and I'm all for Beyonce and self empowerment, all that other kind of great stuff. However, you know. I was disappointed that, you know, I didn't get reached out to regarding that. But that's the business. That's how the business works. Um, granted, I can also say that I did not own it. And, and that's a whole nother story for another day. When me and Pharrell have some issues regarding ownership and things of that nature, which I feel like, you know, needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm glad that, you know, someone has chosen to use my music. Um, granted, I wish it could have been done a different way. Or I do wish all the best to Beyonce and success in the future. Like, you know, that is the way you can voice your displeasure. And I, again, I don't want people to come for me and be like, oh, you can't tell her how to respond. 
I'm not, you know, I'm just saying what would probably would have come over a little better would have been the thing of like, let me, let me say my piece, you know, express how I feel, but not go on like a, a five to probably 10, um, on shade, I think on the shade room, it was like 10 swipes, nigga. It's a, it's a long time to be going on this long thing. Long time. Put, you know, put out a little thing, just say, hey, that's how I feel about it. You know, all, you know, shout out to Beyonce if you use my stuff. I appreciate the, the support and the love. Um, you know, I was disappointed in this. You know, for all my fans out there, go out and give it a couple of spins. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what you think about it. Uh, and then I got me and Free have issues regarding how he used it, why he used it. But, you know, that's, not, that's another issue for another time. Um, yeah, I just feel like she just she just missed it. Missed the point. Yeah, so I can't, like, like I said, I can't tell anybody how to respond. However, I just feel like it would have gone over better uh, if she would have just came out and just voiced her opinion in that way. You know, I don't yeah. want to tell anybody how to, how to do what they need to do. No, I feel that too. And that's the, that's what I'm saying. Like from a creative, that's why I, I want to reemphasize as a creative, I get it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you look at the legalities of it all, Beyonce didn't do anything legally wrong. Ethically, we can judge whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, because I'm not even in the beehive. Right. But at the same time, when you see how small of a sample mm-hmm. and then the way she even manipulated the vocals to fit what that was, it right. wasn't me. Like you said, I can't take out a respond, but it wasn't worth all that drama you gave. It, it just wasn't. Especially when the, the woman whose song was sampled for Break My Soul, she found out the same way when the song came out. And she mm-hmm. was happy. <laughs> um, Albertina. 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 Now, Albertina probably got contacted because Albertina now owns all her music again. Look at God. Um, no catalog. So, so she did get. <laughs> she did probably get contacted about it, but still. And then you saw, I don't know if you know it's on Instagram, Albertina yes. was in Aruba. And she 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 cashed that check and she and she went to a room. And you know let me let me tell you the shadiest but let me just play the shadiest part of this uh of Albertina going to a because it's so good. It's so good, y'all. Official Twinkie Claw. This as she's leaving Aruba. Just wanted to let you know I'm about to leave Aruba and it's been glorious, it's been heavenly. Hope you can see it one day, or if you can't, look at some pictures. <laughs> <laughs> hope you can be here. Hope y'all broke niggas can be here one day. But, but if you can't, can, look at some pictures. <laughs> Bro, when I tell you I died, and, and because like I don't know Twinkie personally, but you can mm-hmm. tell that was like it was no shade intended. <laughs> but the shade of it all, my God, today. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Khalees yeah. is not going to win this battle and I, I've mm-hmm. seen people I've seen even Beyonce stands like even shout out to Chancey again he and I talked about it who like understood where Khalees was coming from right. but like still feeling like girl you did too much but it's your, it is your song so it's your right yeah. to feel however you want to feel um, right. another person who kind of stepped out there too was um, Diane Warren white woman mm-hmm. question why there were so many writers on one song and the girls almost ate her alive they almost <laughs> That was a her live, and I don't, I don't think what they also didn't know was Diane has written for Beyonce. Yeah, she, um, Diane has a nice pen. Yeah, she got a that white woman got a pen, <laughs> she, mm-hmm. and I, I think and she went on to explain. She was like, "I just didn't realize so many people could be on one song, but I think what she didn't take into account was it was one of those songs like I was mentioning where mm-hmm. Beyonce has sampled like three or four different people. So you got to understand if one song has five writers." The mm-hmm. second song got two writers. That third song got three, four writers. And then whoever your team of writers were, 
that can literally add up to about 20 some writers. Yep. Like, cause you gotta give all them niggas credit for yep. that song. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, and the dream wrote a lot on this album. Well, co-wrote yeah, a lot dream. on this Renaissance album. Yeah, I think I think he's the one that kind of, you know, told her to to shut up. Like, you know, in black culture, we sample music, right? And mm-hmm. even if you sample a piece of something, then you gotta give people credit. And I think even some stuff like even with some interpolations or things that sound like it, like I think Bruno has does it kind of frequently like he gave credit to like the gap band and other yeah, stuff on, like that. I was about to say on that um not 24 um what's the song uh, he did with Uptown the white Funk. Uptown Funk. It was like yeah. 16 people credited on there. Yeah. Cuz to me <laughs> and and what Pharrell should have done when when he did the uh that it's song that James got credited on that song. Listen. Um <laughs> cuz it means a thing like and and, yeah. and you can and you can get you can get jammed up if you don't give somebody credit, even if like like for instance, like I don't know if you've seen it, it was actually pretty cool. Um, the making of the thong song. It was like yeah. a mm-hmm. and he he said living the Vila Loca and, and Ricky Martin told that tale up. That person <laughs> who wrote that joint like owns sixty yep. percent of that song. So like like I understand, you know, just giving people they they credit or what have you for that. Um but so you know also I think she she did come from a leader's point where she don't understand how things work, and I think the dream was kind of like, girl, you you know, like you, know you go here just, work. you know how it's worked. Don't she don't try to, to come she, for. Yeah, she had to double back after she got attacked. Yeah, like you ain't gotta be so rude, like girl, like just like just just shut up, just shut up. But you know, so the last piece of drama was Monica Lewinsky, but not even the all um, ski ski ski. The disabled community also wants her to. Take out. She took out the words um, "spaz." Yes. On um, was it Virgo's Groove? I forget which song it was exactly. Yeah, I don't remember. So and so, um, I'm sorry if there's anybody in the disabled community who listens to this who's offended by the word "spaz." I have no idea what it even means. Not, a, not outside a, not of like too. being like I'm spazzing out as if I'm wilding out or being crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's the thing, right? calling people mm-hmm. crazy or something. I, I don't know. Uh, so if you are part of the community, I would love to understand why that word is offensive. Yes. Um, but that happened. Um, and then Monica Lewinsky wants us to go back to partition and take that out. And I don't, Beyonce's not doing that. I mean, because you literally, your dress got nutted on. It was a piece of evidence. Mm-hmm. It was literal evidence. <laughs> um, so, and just like a lot of cultural incidents make their way into rap and R&B songs, it was mm-hmm. just... It's just one of those things. Um, Drake is, um, you know, famous for putting in cultural moments, calling people's yep. names out, NBA champions, finding a way, you know, I'm mm-hmm. Aisha Curry in the kitchen, like all the type of things, right? Yeah. So, and while some things do have negative connotations to them, when you hear the name Monica Lewinsky, you think about sucking the president's pain. I don't know that anybody you, thinks about you, about the career you had before that or what you're even doing or today. Or after that. I don't right, know what you're thinking, doing now, Monica. Yeah, we think about, we automatically, our mind goes to, oh, the intern who was having sex, who was having an affair with Bill Clinton. Like, that's, that's unfortunately, and a, and a, that's who you are. The semen stained dress. That's, and that's it. Because that was because that was the thing that made it a thing. Like, it wasn't just the fact that you had a affair. It was the evidence of the dress that made it a thing. And then mm-hmm. you really did nothing after that. To kind of mm-hmm. put us in, to like change our perception or put us in mind of anything else. So, right. Monica, girl, you, you're trying to ride this wave, like, and you just need to stay at home. Yeah, let's not let's not do that. Stay yeah, at home. I, collect, I think she was saying your change government it. checks. Yeah, I think she was saying instead of instead of being Monica Lewinsky, she said it should have been Bill Clinton because Bill Clinton's the one that 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 you know 
released yeah. on her. But I'm like, but again, Bill Clinton's narrative is not going to be about his affair. Like, it, that's a part of his presidency. But your whole claim to fame. Your entire claim to fame. Like, Bill Clinton's most talked about thing probably is that crime bill over this affair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he was quote unquote like down for the blacks. Like, that's what people, you know, know Bill Clinton. Right. They can play in the saxophone on Yeah, RC Hall. Nigga was a cultural maven. Um, <laughs> so, now, with all that being said, I'm still an acceptor, Brian. What is your favorite song on Renaissance? Oh, favorite song. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Cozy a chance to do it multiple times now. Cozy has been my thing so far. Um, ch- I like Church Girl for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. Um, oh, we gotta have we gotta have a whole episode about that. A whole episode about that. Uh, I like Church Girl. I feel like she's singing really good on Church Girl. Oh yeah. She's um, I'm going here and look at this track list here. Um, but those are the ones that stand out immediately. That stand out immediately is uh, Church Girl and Cozy. Um, let me see what else we got here. Plastic off the sofa is solid, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, move, I like move, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's that's the those are the ones that stuck out to me. Okay. And I'm glad she only gave us 16 songs. Yeah, I'm glad it's not no huge thing. So for me, my favorite song right now is Cuff It. Um, mm-hmm. it is just a it is a bop. I'm mm-hmm. in the mood. It's like it's that. It's just it's really good. I want to remember vocally, classic off the sofa. There's the way she sings, the way she freaking sings mm-hmm. on plastic off the god darn sofa. The girl it's sings. Just oh, it's just oh right. Let's just do it. Boy, I know you can't help but to be yourself around me, yourself around me. And I know nobody's perfect, so I'll let you be, I'll let you be. It's the way you weigh your emotions on both of your sleeves. Singing. Girl. <laughs> Singing. It was it was so crisp and clean. Like mm-hmm. Plastic on Sofa vocally yeah, is my I, joint. Um yeah. I man. thought that was gonna be like when I first when it first came on, I thought it was gonna be like a ballad. I didn't think it was gonna It was gonna yeah. It, it, it kind of gave me like Chicago stepping. Like don't 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 like I guess what kind of gave me that kind of vibe. I can see somebody out there like your aunties and them. Oh, they just yes. somebody in Chicago is making up a line dance to this right now. Yeah, stepping in the name of love. Like I see it. Like I see it. Side um, note: Have you learned? I want to learn to step dance to that. I want. Ooh, I want to know that. I want to. I want to get somewhere and do that thing. Me too. I'm gonna learn it. I'm gonna learn it, brother. I love a line. I be studying line dance. I love a line dance. I love when a line dance. You and Moore love a line dance. Ooh, we. The party could be dry. You play a line dance, so I'm getting out there. We, we you, you did wake up the Lanithia with a line dance. Oh yes, it was. I mean, the Lanithia was full of aunties. Why y'all ain't line dancing? No. <laughs> Listen, the Lanithia man. Oh, what a night. anyway, I also enjoy thick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bad, getting bigger. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's like the hood house song. It's like the trap house song. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, Alien Superstar is blessing me mostly because of. All of the homages to Prince. It's mm. just so good. I sent it to my dad. Mm-hmm. He was like, more bass than the Prince song. 
interesting song too song interesting song <laughs> my, da- my dad's not a huge beyonce fan so well, he's, I, he's a not prince to stand so when i sent him to that he like he pressed play he listened to the whole thing he was like it's not a bad song he mm-hmm. said but it and it definitely put him in prince vibes and he like he mm-hmm. enjoyed it he was just like the content of it is interesting i said yeah <laughs> it's like they vogue and they talk about vogue and all kind of stuff um but yeah man i feel like my favorite song may change but like cuff it is cuff it is the vibe for me Mm-hmm. Like the vibe, uh, I feel like it's one of those songs. Like if I'm getting dressed, it can be in that playlist and me getting ready to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, Alien Superstars grown on me because it's just like that. I'm that nigga, you know, mm-hmm. type. But it give me that energy. Of course, like you said, Church Girl for obvious reasons. Um, classic off the sofa. It's just that song I can listen to over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And as a musician, somebody who I ain't gonna call myself no singer, but somebody who's been in the choir, right? <laughs> and yeah, like that, I appreciate the vocals. Of um of that song and um whole album is good whole album is good it's just, but those stand out um any other like lasting thoughts uh, how do you think history how do you think history will reflect on Renaissance Act One um I don't think it I don't think anybody's gonna pull it as like one of her premier albums I don't okay. know if it's gonna even show up as one of her on, on Apple as one of her essential albums essential albums now. Nah. Um, but again, like to me, does everything need to be a smash? You know what I'm saying? Like, just give us good music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, give us good music. Like the Carter's album wasn't a smash, but it had good music on it. Like I could play Carter's the Carter's album and, and it and it and it does what it needs to do. Um so I think it's gonna be considered a solid body of work, but I don't see it winning any awards. Um, I don't see it, you know, um holistically taking over the Wait culture. A minute. You said you don't see it winning no awards? I don't see. I don't. I'm talking about as far as like Grammys. It's gonna win a Grammy. You think so? It might not be album of the year, but it's gonna win a. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna win a Grammy or two. <sighs> I Break don't my know. soul is gonna probably be song of the year. Well, let me say this. This might also put her in a different category. She might be in a dance category. She now. might be in dance. And, and then if we gonna... got to figure out when she gonna drop X two and three because mm-hmm. all three of like she may take over the Grammys. That's true. Because all three albums would have to be considered independently. Yeah. So I guess it's, it, it depends. <laughs> I, to me, I didn't see any songs that I felt like the 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 Grammys would be like, oh my gosh, this is this is it. Because you know the Grammys, they like they like a certain sound. Yeah. And I, um, I don't. I don't. I would be. I think Renaissance would be nominated for Album of the Year because it's Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna take home. But at the same time, because I don't listen to a whole lot. Of, I don't listen to a lot of. I ain't gonna say a whole lot of genres because my music taste is diverse, but um what in comparison to some of the other stuff that does make it to album of the year, I don't know what's been out, bro, that could beat it right now, though. Like what came out, at least in black music. Not unless you put Silk Sonic's album out on, I mean, on the yes. Grammy on the Grammy, because the Grammy's Silk Sonic's album is a Grammy album. True, true. But outside outside of that joint, a night with Silk Sonic, what came out? That was bigger than that's going to be bigger than Renaissance because even like I love Nicki, I love Breezy, but all of them like they not nah. Nicki ain't even won Best Rap Grammy yet. Yeah, so and I don't alone, think Chris Brown. I don't think Chris Brown will be nominated for Best Album. Yeah, or album if anything, he may get a couple in his R in them RB categories, but yeah. Um, and a, when a, a, did a, is Adele's album going to um count for this year's Grammy? Or just I don't the know. Most recent one? I don't know because I know thirty was the one that came out recently, but I don't know when it came out. I don't know if it came out before or after the cutoff. Yeah. So um, if that Adele's in it, then it might be that whole Adele Beyonce situation. Yeah. Again, but, you know, uh, you know. Um, the, and the, I didn't the, listen to the Academy, Academy, so I can't give you any. I any listened commentary. to it. 
I listened to it and I, I I never listened to it again. Not because it was bad, but it's yeah. because of like I don't really want to hear the same album. Like yeah. Adele, Adele, like you hang out with black people. Like your boyfriend is black. Like you love the black culture, and you don't give no, you don't give us nothing. You give us nothing. Nothing. So, <laughs> shout out to Amy Winehouse who oh, who who gave us everything. Make me go to rehab. She, she gave us everything. Like Amy Winehouse made that album for black people. I'm convinced. Amy it just has that sound. Amy Winehouse, rest in peace, Amy Winehouse. We don't yeah. shout out a lot of white people on this here show. I don't, but but uh, Amy Winehouse was an artist, man. Yeah, like, um, talent gone too soon for sure. It's been gone too soon, and I'm and it's way off topic. But you know, Luther Mendez since 2005. My God, that's almost 20 years ago, nigga. Like a chair is still a chair, even <laughs> if your body sitting sitting there. there. <laughs> but, Yes, yes. But a chair is not a house, and a house is and not a home. And a house home. is not a home. <laughs> if there are two of us. <laughs> still in love with you. Now, he Luther. was the king of those. <laughs> oh, listen. Made him so much better. Listen. I feel like Dion Warwick. So, I wrote an article about Dion Warwick. Mm-hmm. Her net worth is only $500,000. $500,000. It, it was a net worth article jesus and uh i feel like four hundred and fifty thousand of that was residuals from because <laughs> <laughs> again dion like her the height of her success was in black and white she was mm-hmm. a singer at the time when in the 60s where black artists they were rich for the day for that for mm-hmm. that time right and because she ain't really did a whole lot of nothing since like five hundred thousand dollars is probably she's living comfortably, right? You know what I'm saying? She got a decent house, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she did have a drug problem, so some of that might have went to you know, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff, the mm-hmm. substances. That, that book um, of sugar. Yeah, book. I mean, that book of sugar. <laughs> and I feel like Dion Warwick had the. I, I said this on podcast before. I love Dion Warwick, but I feel like she had the first set of veneers to ever be done. Because <laughs> because th- th- those teeth and those old videos is like. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't have the same technology. They did. They couldn't have shaved down your originals. They just put them things on top. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But anyway, that was completely off topic. But we love Renaissance over here. We, we are Bay um, Have adjacent. We are Bay Have boys, and you know we love Beyonce, and we are excited we about rounds. I mean, acts two and three. I was jealous of all of you who've opened up your Beyonce boxes because mine had not come. And mm-hmm. I went to the tracker and they said it's supposed to be delivered today. And if it ain't delivered today, it's going to be smoke in the city. Okay? <laughs> I'm ready to wear my pose one or four because I bought two. So whichever one Ashley don't want is one I would get. And I got to find a CD player to play this CD, rapper, because she gave us a CD. I, I, I think she gave y'all vinyl too, right? Or you got the CD? Because no, Chancey got vinyl. You had to order the vinyl separately. Okay. You had to order that separate. She wasn't giving all that out for forty dollars. Play a CD. <laughs> you got no CD player in your car? No, I got a twenty twenty. Ashley got no CD player. Ashley got a CD player in her car. Oh, well, guess she got to play it. Because Ashley got a twenty um, sixteen or something, so she still mm-hmm, got a CD yeah. player. I don't have I a CD player in my car. I don't I have so because we so when we were we you know we starting to pack up our house and moving. We found I found my twenty one oh three CD because I you know they because you know after they broke up it ain't on the mm-hmm. Apple Music no more so it's a couple of songs yeah. on there I still kind of like cover so I said, me ooh ooh need you to cover me yeah mm-hmm. 
It was like that was like the uh, best man I could be gospel verse. It was like it all was. Of, it was like smoking <laughs> Norfolk, uh Fred Hammond, Jay Malls, uh, and then all the twenty one oh three. I feel like it was somebody else on there too. But anyway, I was trying I was put I was gonna play it like give me some nostalgia and go through it and whatever. Right. Bruh, I was searching and searching on that dashboard. <laughs> Ain't a CD insert nowhere. But I mean my PS4 can play it. So mm-hmm. I I got ways to play the album, but right. I might just buy old school jukebox. Just might have because. to. <laughs> it's Beyonce. It's Beyonce. If I can find yeah. one for like fifteen dollars, I'll get one just to play. Right. Um, but any, anything else you want to add before we move on to um, I am my person's keeper? <laughs> no, nah, I think I'm good. I think we we covered our thoughts on the album, and I'm appreciative of Beyonce dropping some new music. I'm I'm praying that Act Two is Destiny's Child. If you Act do that, two. then just take take all of our cash. If she do that. Listen, listen. All right, well, let's head on over to uh, I'm My Person's Keeper and talk about some black self-care. All right. All right, we are here at the place of the show where we talk about what we're doing. We are I Am My Person's, I Am My Brother, Sister's, Person's Keeper, uh, Black Person Self-Care. Uh, where we talk about what we do to take care of our black selves. So let you, I'm gonna let you go first, Josh. What are you doing soon or this weekend or any intentions to take care of your black self? Um, so Jaden has started football, so we've been deep into that. He has a jamboree this weekend, mm-hmm. so um, I don't know that it's self care or not, but I'm just excited to because he's he started off football kind of um second guessing himself, and mm-hmm. now like he's like learned some fundamentals. He's out there excited. More excited awesome. to tackle people because Jaden's a little <laughs> rough around the edges. Um, so I'll be doing that. In terms of self-care, um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if it counts as self-care versus just really getting ourselves together as we inch toward our closing date for this house. So mm-hmm. more packing and but uh, me and Asha also talked about finding space to still live. Like so dedicating so many hours to that. Right. And not like killing ourselves on the weekend because I mean mm. You gotta still have joy, pockets of joy. We ain't said that in a while, but we still we have joy. So, got so in the so in the midst of all of the transitions that our lives are in, our boy started school, Josh being in middle school, and going into a new house, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like still finding pockets of joy in the middle of transition. So, right, that's it. What about you, bro? Um, saying no. Uh, I was supposed to be going to Philly this week uh, for work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm not gonna go. I'm just okay. I've been traveling a lot recently, so I'm not gonna go. Uh, I was probably going to a wedding this weekend too, so we'll see how that works out. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going. Um, Tam, you know, remember Tam? Yeah, yeah, I remember this weekend. Yeah, shout out, yeah. shout out to them. Yeah, so that's happening. So we're supposed to go out there for that. I was supposed to go to Philly this week, so I'm not gonna do that. Um, because we've been a lot of traveling in our family recently. Like we've been doing a lot, missing each other, and. and in terms of missing each other, in terms of like, I'm coming, she's going, Brooklyn's here, mm-hmm. Brooklyn's not there, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. And uh, so, just for home's sake and sanity's sake of the family, I'm, I'm gonna say no and not go. Even though it's gonna be like a day or two, I was gonna go, but I'm, I'm just not gonna go. So, that's it. Gotcha. Um, All right. Well, Brian, do we have anything in the PO box? Uh, should let's be see. something that we've been gone. Should be forever. That mailbox should be overflowing. <laughs> Uh, we do have something, so let, let's get to it. All right. 
All right, good people. We are back at the P.O. Box for a after a long, long time. But before we get into this letter, we want to let you know that you too can be featured um, on the show by writing in to askthejigsaw at gmail.com. And we will possibly read your letter out loud. We will give you a pseudonym. We respect your pronouns and your privacy. And we will give you the best non-professional uh, therapeutic advice that you can get on Cicely Tyson's internet. So, Brian, with that being said, understood and accepted, who do we have and what do they oh. want? All right, we do have pronouns. Are she her? Ooh, okay. I'm gonna stick with it, Mary Alice. Mm, Mary Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Alice. Mary Alice writes. All right, Mary Alice writes. Hey, fellas. I hope all is well. I'm a I'm a puzzle piece OG. I've been here since the beginning. And I love the show. Thanks for all that you. Th- thanks for all that you do. I'm writing in to get your opinion. I'm reading terribly today. I'm writing in to get your opinion on something. I have a friend who is moving out of the state in a few weeks, and he told us not to make a fuss about it. However, I've been planning a surprise party for weeks now. He recently told another friend that he really hopes that no one is doing anything big because he would rather have a nice, intimate dinner and transition quickly. It's not like you're going to you're dying, like transition quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. I just want to go on to be with the Lord of Peace. Uh, I, I thought he was being humble at first, but it seems as if he does not want a big fuss. The issue is, yes, I want to celebrate my friend in a big way, but I also have. I also, I have also invested quite a bit of money, and people have bought tickets to come into town and everything. What do I do? I don't want to lose my money. But I also don't want this to be something that also ruins my friendship. Any advice will be dope. Love y'all, Mary Alice. I think this is pretty easy. Yeah, I feel like you really have two options. One, you can cancel it. Mm-hmm. Lose or your money. Two, right, lose that money. Or two, you can sit down and have a conversation and just kind of spoil the surprise and just kind of tell them, like, "Hey, bro, yeah. I know you said you didn't want to have a big fuss. However, we've been planning this for weeks or months or whatever." Mm-hmm. Re- recently learned this piece of information mm-hmm. and and I think it depends on how much money that you might lose I think the biggest right. piece is the people who are coming in town yep. you just have to let them know like you got people coming in town to celebrate you and this accomplishment because I'm assuming if you're doing all this it must be more than him just leaving it has to be some type of com- I'm assuming some type of accomplishment associated with it yep. so your big two options are just lose the money and cancel and have the intimate dinner. And then maybe the people from out of town come to the dinner. Right. Um, but on the second side, if you don't want to really lose your money, you have I, you have to run a surprise to have the conversation to talk about. This ain't about me, but all of this has already gone into it and right. it's happening. <laughs> right. You know, and then see how you respond and then give him the choice. And he might be like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, that's what that's what I would do. How about you, Brian? Yeah, similar as a person that doesn't really like to be celebrated like that. Like I, I can, some moments you got to force people to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they never will be celebrated because they're not going to want to be celebrated. Yeah. Uh, so I think in this situation, you just do it. Like you tell them, like you may, you may or may not tell them, say, "Hey, do you know?" Because what's going to happen? They they show up and then they going to be mad the whole night. Probably not. If you do it correctly, yeah, they're not going to be mad the whole night. You know what I'm saying? Isn't going to ruin a friendship? Probably not. Probably not. Because if anything, it's coming from a good place. You know what I'm saying? It's coming from a place of, like, we really care about you. We really love you. We really support you. And you mean a lot to us. And if you use that moment and the opportunity to even say, like, hey, everybody, let's say something about uh, Raekwon. We'll say Raekwon. Uh, And then Raekwon will probably feel really great. And then Raekwon will probably get out of his feelings and be like, you know what? 
I really do appreciate y'all. Y'all are some great friends. Although I probably wanted the intimate, quiet dinner, um, I do appreciate this. And sometimes you never know um, what it will mean to you until it actually happens, right? I think one time we took a year for your, was it your 30th? Yeah. And you didn't want something, and then everybody showed up, and you were like, oh, I know y'all niggas is up to something. <laughs> and, you, and you didn't want it, but you ended up saying, like, okay, I, I kind of needed this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how it usually is. They, they may not want it, but in, in essence, they may need it. Um, so I would say just, just do it. And I don't think a friendship will be ruined, um, by you, you know, doing this and raising a fuss to show how much you love and appreciate somebody. Um, I don't think that would happen, but that's, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, um, I agree. I think all that is very true. So Alice, take that with a grain of salt, best of luck on the party and your friend and all of the things and um yeah 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 so god bless you god bless you we're gonna move on to uh a greater conversation i got some real slight to get off my chest that's all all right let me talk let me talk just real slightly y'all all heard about the britney grinder situation and it's just messed up that's all um I want to blame Biden. I want to blame Putin. I want to blame a lot of people. I want to blame the NBA uh, because I still feel like if it was LeBron or Steph, that more would be done. Um, and I'm yeah. And I'm not saying that right. I'm not saying that the commissioners and the WNBA folk aren't doing anything. I just feel like if it what if it was a bigger superstar, i.e., a man, right, more would be done. The fact that Brittany Griner even has to go to Russia to make more money. Because the NBA, WNBA doesn't pay her all the coins she deserves is problematic within itself. Um, and I know Biden claims he's doing all that he can, but are you really doing all that you can? Um, and this woman got sentenced nine years, and then we found out that this other white woman uh, got a much lower sentencing, was released, and uh, this is a basic traveling white woman who went over there, and her fine and her uh, bond was even you know significantly lower. So. Uh, I really feel like this is a ploy from the Russian government. You know, they're raging war and using human collateral to do so, which is not okay. Um, so that's so it's less of a rant and more of a like, I really wish more would be done from the powers that be. And I'm not and and, and Lord forgive me if more is being done. I just don't believe that it is. So that's really all. But with that being said, I'm still next that wraps up another episode of the JXL Podcast. We want to thank you so much for tapping in with us. We are super excited to get back. We have some amazing things playing. I know we say that all the time, but, you know, me and Brian sat down and got some really, we got some good things playing. Um, so stick with us as we continue to grow and be better. Um, we are inching up on our 100th episode. And this ain't something you want to miss. We might do another um, ultra black giveaway or something. <laughs> like, who knows what we might do? Um but yeah, we're super excited to celebrate that milestone with y'all. And let's let me see if the Laura can do two milestones. We also ended up on thirty thousand downloads. So can y'all can y'all combine the two? Can y'all listen real hard and get us to hundred episodes and we can celebrate celebrate it at once? Um, yeah, but that's all I got. Brian, you got anything before we wrap up? Um, no, one thing I want to tell you is do what you can, why you can, the very best ways that you can, because you shall never, thou shall never be caught with their work undone. Until next time, y'all. Peace.